Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. I am Andrew Ferris, your host and the CEO of 4x400, a holding company that acquires, operates, and grows e-commerce brands, currently with four brands in our portfolio. I'm gonna talk to you today about slick products, coming back around on a conversation I started uh, here not that long ago, a few weeks back, talking about uh, a big win we'd had and some inventory we were buying. Well, I've got an update on that, and the big, the big thing I want you to hear today is the kind of test in your marketing approach that can actually make a huge difference. Stop playing around with little incremental tests when there are big business changing opportunities in front of you. How big of opportunities? Well, for Slick, it was the third highest revenue day ever for us over this last weekend. I'm gonna tell you exactly how we did it. All right, so let me give you a little bit of context for what we're talking about today. And, and I'm gonna give you two kinds of context. One of them is the broader sort of e-commerce world context, and the other one is specific to Slick Products, the brand we're talking about today, okay? So the broader context is this. As long, I've been in e-commerce for a little over five years, five and a half years, certainly not an eternity, but a, a little while now. I've seen a lot of brands from the agency side, from the brand side, 40400 side, and seen a lot of conversation in the e-commerce universe about uh, testing. Everybody in the world who is in e-commerce knows you should be testing things. But what I think happens a lot in that conversation is that people don't stop and think hard about what kind of testing they should be doing because everybody has read the article somewhere where somebody says they changed a button color and all of a sudden by split testing a green button versus a red button you know green means go and red means stop and so everybody started by we increased our conversion rate 20 percent when we changed that kind of thing look i bet somewhere somebody has found that result but it is an extreme outlier. The fundamental problems with your business are not button colors. They are not, right? So if somewhere down the line, you may have optimized the large majority of your business and you have the resources to make those kinds of tests and make those kinds of changes. But for most of us, and I bet most of the audience listening to this podcast, that simply is not the case, okay? It just isn't. And and I actually was having this conversation a little more broadly with uh, some people on Twitter, um, and and somebody made a, a really good point. We were talking about audience targeting, which is something I've been on recently, and uh, talking about that as as a part of Facebook ads, talking about talking about audience targeting and the the value of it or not. And one of the things that this uh, gentleman had said, and and I think it was a smart comment. I I don't think it was dumb at all. Um, he said, he said, why won't you just test this approach to audience targeting? What's the problem with testing it? Like, what do you have to lose, essentially? And that's a good question, but I think that the answer is actually a ton. You have a lot to lose by testing things that are not good uses of your time. You have a lot to lose. And most fundamentally, that is in the form of opportunity cost. Now, I'm not an economist, and opportunity cost is famously misunderstood, but I, <laughs> let me try and summarize what I... What, what the concept is here, and it's this. Opportunity cost, right, is the idea that for everything you do, every action you take, every dollar you spend, whatever, there's not only cost to that action itself. For example, if I spend, I don't know, 10 bucks on lunch today and buy a burrito or whatever, if I, if I do that, there's not only the cost of the $10 I paid for the burrito, but 
There is also what I could have had instead, what I could have done instead, both with the $10 or the different lunch I could have had or whatever. So it's not just that the $10 is spent on this, but it's what it could have been used for instead of the thing that I used it for. And in e-commerce marketing, with the amount of things in your business, opportunity cost is a monster because every second you spend trying to test things that are potentially would potentially work, but, but are not the biggest opportunity you have is a second you can't spend testing the biggest opportunities that you have by, by putting resources, which are always limited, whether they are human or financial resources towards test a, you often cannot do test B at the same time. Now, again, if you're a gigantic company, you may have the resources to test all the things you want all at the same time in terms of humans to go build the tests and dollars to go spend and all those things. But for most of us, that's just not the case. So the key is to find the areas that are most likely to create the biggest changes in your business and to test those next. Now, how do you do that? Partly this is intuition and experience and, and listening to smart people, etc. But but just even before you worry about how to do it, and I'll give you an example in a second, before you even worry about how to do it, I just want you to think that way. I want you to recognize first that it, it's that you that for you to be able to maximize the outcomes that you're trying to generate in your business, you have to actually go test the biggest thing next. Most times, it's not the button color. And I'll tell you, most times, I don't think it's the audience on Facebook ads. Even if I'm wrong about that on Facebook ads, even, even if there are incremental values to be gained by testing new audiences or, or whatever, my guess is they're not the biggest value. So let me, let me show you, let me tell you about the example, give you the context with Slick about what we're talking about. Um, that brought this up. Okay. So slick wash products for off-road vehicles. Slick has its sells primarily, uh, typically has sold primarily wash kits. I've talked about this before, but let me just run you, th run you through it again. There's our wash kit has three or four main products in it. Okay. One of them is a gun, a foam gun, foam cannon. is basically you put your, the, the soap solution in there and it foams down your, your vehicle, uh, instead of, spray on and, and, uh, and scrub on. Okay. When you put the uh, apply the soap to your vehicle. So you foam down your vehicle. So you, the foam gun is part of it. And then there's three bottles of formula. There's uh, a wash solution, like a main soap. And then there's a, a multi-product cleaner and degreaser for like spot cleaning basically. And then a shine product and the shine product does two things. One of them is it, it makes the, just like it sounds like it makes your vehicle shine. It looks like showroom fresh. It's, it will look amazing, but it also is a protectant. It basically creates a seal so that mud will fall off much easier the next time you clean it. Okay. So it keeps it cleaner for longer. So we sell that whole kit. It's an off-road wash kit. We sell all kinds of different variations of this and uh, relative to what your vehicle is, but basically we have always sold kits. And there's a reason for that, which is that so much of the cost for us uh, our cogs, our actual margin is eaten up in, in shipping for these products. So it's heavy bottles of liquid and they're pretty large they, and they get shipped all over the place and it's just really expensive to ship. And so slick has always been, that's always, margin has always been a challenge for slick. We really like to target at least 70 points of margin. If you listen to my episode with Taylor talking about why we acquired 31 bits, we talk more about this. Slick is, is pretty much always been sub 60 and used to be sub 50 landed, landed margin. That's after shipping, after everything. Okay. Uh, now we've done some things to fix that. And that's been really important. Uh, credit to Brian Wilkinson, the founder who, who hammered away at that for a while, Rob, 
uh, Clemens, my director of supply chain, but but it's still a problem. It's not a great margin product, and it's it's mostly eaten up in the shipping. Well, if we can sell an entire wash kit to somebody, it is as a percentage cheaper relative to the AOV that we get than selling individual bottles. The, the place you really get killed here is trying to sell a single fifteen dollar bottle of heavy wash solution. Okay, so. So any of you who are on this side of the business understand what I'm talking about directly here. It's really, really challenging, and, and you certainly can't give free shipping in that case, or you will have like 20 points of margin or something. So all kinds of problems there. So for so forever, we have sold these kits because that takes our average order value up to 75 to $150, depending on how much stuff, if they add stuff for their daily driver as well, all kinds of things. Um, but we've always done that. So now instead, what what... What we realized at some point, though, is that people love this Shine product in particular. It's a really popular category right now in off-road solutions. So we thought, and people comment on it all the time. They just love applying the Shine, it, it, both features of it. It makes your vehicle look beautiful, like I said, and the protectant really helps. So it's a, it's a really popular category. The category leader here for off-road stuff is, is a product called Maxima SC1. Maxima is an oil company mostly, but they sell a lot of this uh, spray as well. So we have this shine. Brian's had this solution for forever. People have loved it forever. And another problem for Slick has been customer retention. So uh, people buy our stuff. They say they like it, but they just don't come back. And we thought, I wonder if, what if instead of trying to sell the whole kit and explain everything about why this is the best way to wash your vehicle, which it is, instead of trying to communicate all that at once, what if we just sell people on the shine? Say there's some people who they already have a soap that they're happy with. Let's just sell them the shine and not try and convince them to buy the whole kit all at once and see what happens. We've had this idea for a while, and we finally launched ads and a landing page that uh, that created this offer around the Shine. And also we thought, I wonder if people will come back more because they will have such a good experience and it's a lower AOV, so it's just sort of easier to come back to the Shine uh, and buy more. So we created a landing page with an offer. There's three tiers of it. There's one bottle of Shine uh, for 15 bucks. Uh, two bottles of shine for 15 bucks a bottle, plus we'll throw in some free towels if you buy two bottles, or three bottles of shine for 13 bucks a bottle and free towels. Okay, so standard kind of offer like this, little discount ladder type thing. Um, framed really well, built really well. I, I'm gonna include the landing page in the show notes, and it popped off. By we this is a complete change of direction of what we have tried to sell people before. The average order value on this gets down to sub $45. Typically, like I said, we're living at 90 plus. It's it's just a whole different universe of what we're trying to get people in the door with. And and it has worked incredibly well, well beyond our expectations. This is why I was talking about buying 6X, the previous highest inventory order we've ever had before. Finally, we just restocked some inventory after slowing down on this recently. Um, and let me just give you some, some numbers here. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little while to get to the numbers this time, but uh, hopefully it all makes sense now that I've explained the context. So so in April, which is the highest revenue month ever for Slick, okay, in April, our main prospecting ads that were going to sort of a range of different products, mostly wash kit focused, ran at uh, around a two ROAS, around two ROAS, about a two to one return, okay, which is pretty good for us at prospecting. We'll take it. And that was at uh, a little less than $500 a day in spend. Something like that. Now there's some other stuff as well. We spent another 12 grand over the month on a different way, a landing page framing the wash kit offer and, and all those kinds of things. So maybe we spent $1,000 a day plus, maybe a little more than that on trying to sell the full kit, okay? All, all in. Yesterday, and that was at a two to one. 
yesterday, we spent, I'm recording this on Tuesday uh, of uh, last week of May, recording this on Tuesday. Yesterday, we spent $3,500 on Shine alone, just the Shine lander page on that ad. And we did that at a 2.7 ROAS, so way, way better performance at like at least twice the amount of volume. And that is version one of the landing page. And we, we're launching a whole bunch of new ads. Like it is not optimized, essentially. Like we've done very, very little. The, the point is we had a massive increase in performance, even at the earliest stages of optimization. And it's not, I promise you, it's not because we are at landing page experts. It's not because we built the greatest shine ad in the history of the world. The ads are good. The landing page is good. We did a good job, right? The work is solid all the way across the board. I feel good about it. But the reason it worked is not those things. The reason it worked is because, and here's the whole key that I'm building up to right here. This is it. This is the thing to listen to. The reason it worked is because we totally fundamentally changed the customer acquisition offer. We changed what product we start with. And that made a huge difference for us. Way bigger difference than testing anything else. Any change on a landing page, any new creative, any new ad. People even sometimes talk about building a landing page as being the key to success or changing creative as the key to success. What they mean a lot of the times when they say that and they don't realize that they mean this is that they actually change what product they bring people to or the price or the offer that they bring people to. I always say offer includes both product and price of the product, how you frame the product. So it's the sort of the total merchandising. And that is the, that is the thing I want you to see. Now, it may, it probably actually is in your business a problem of, of offer in some ways. That, that is like, to me, the most fundamental thing to change. If you are stuck, start there. Start there. If you're interviewing an agency right now and all they're telling you is that they're gonna change your creative, like don't hire them. If you're, if you're stagnant, don't do that. Now, hopefully they follow all the Facebook ad buying best practices. Like that stuff should all happen. But, but instead go to somebody who's going to help you think much more fundamentally about where your business is at and what it needs to do next because, or, or do it yourself, because that is actually the thing that's going to change things. Examine your SKU set. If you have a SKU set, maybe you only have one or two SKUs and you got to think about how do you, how you do this differently. Maybe it's a discount lot. I mean, I don't know. Uh, but examine your whole total business and see what you can do because it's possible, it's possible that you could unlock something unlike you've ever done before. Here's the thing. We had our, I said it in the intro, we had our third highest revenue day ever for Slick yesterday behind Black Friday of last year and behind one crazy day where we did this partnership with an influencer that was unlike anything else we did. It's for sure was our highest margin day in terms of um, ad spend against our revenue. It was way higher margin than usual. And, uh, and, and, and it was just an enormous win for us all the way across the board. And it looks highly sustainable as we build, as we continue to build inventory to support this. Now, that's taking some time still. It's not easy to suddenly change your entire business's approach and have the SKUs and have the inventory to support it if you're testing this wildly. So that can create a problem. But we believe that this is highly sustainable in certain ways. We believe we've unlocked something totally new and totally different. And now it's going to have a million implications for what we're going to do next. We're going to take the same approach with other individual bottles. Maybe it's not just the shine. Maybe people want to do the same thing with our wash products. Maybe they want to, you know, create the same kind of discount stack, or even if it's not, it's not a deep discount or anything, but just 
frame the offer that way. Maybe it's maybe stop trying to sell a whole kit and instead go one bottle at a time for every part of the of the kit bundle. Uh, there's a million implications for all the things we can do next, but the fundamental thing that we changed was the most important thing that we changed. And uh, we'll keep testing that in all of our businesses. And that's what I think you need to do too. All right, that is our episode for today. As always, I would love to hear from you and any response. It's been really cool continuing to get interaction from other operators and agency folks and all kinds of people. Uh, as always, two, two places to reach out. The, the worst place to reach out, podcast at 4x400.com, podcast at 4x400.com. That, uh, that works, email works. But uh, the better place to reach out is on Twitter, at Andrew J. Ferris. That's uh, F-A-R-I-S, spelled like Paris with an F. You can uh, hit me up there, DM me, whatever. Uh, either thing, either way works. As always, Twitter is an amazing place with amazing conversation for e-commerce. I continue to see tons of people say, I can't believe DTC Twitter is free. Uh, neither do I. I get nothing from that plug, by the way. I like... I just love it. And I think you should get in there too. There's so much to learn and um, it's just great. So um, uh, thanks as always for listening. Thanks as always for your support. A few people have reached out recently and just uh, been really encouraging. And I just want to let you know that has really been encouraging. I, I started this podcast kind of on a whim because I was asked to uh, really honestly, because somebody said, Hey, you should do this. And, and I said, all right, sure. I'll, I'll pitch in and we'll see how it goes. And people have just been really kind. So I'm, I'm glad that it's providing some value for people. Uh, again, I want to hear from you if you are feeling that value we'd love it if you'd rate and review and all that stuff too so thanks we will see you next week